Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. You've just joined the Prepper Broadcasting Network, where we promote self-reliance and independence. The views and opinions expressed are strictly those of the host or their guests. Visit us in the interactive chat room at PrepperBroadcasting.com. Good evening, everyone. If you're a prepper, you're in the right place at the right time. This is the Prepping Academy skirting the globe through miles of fiber optic cable at nearly the speed of light directly to you with your hosts, Forrest and Kyle. Coming to you from the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina, the information you get from the show could save your life. Whether you're a veteran, beginning prepper, or just curious, there is something here meant for you. Hey guys, welcome to the Prepping Academy. I am Forrest. We have Kyle in the house. Um, we are coming to you live from the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina. If you're listening to us via podcast, we are live every Friday night. Go to PrepperBroadcasting.com. Uh, we have an interactive chat room that you can join. But um, that's every Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We, uh, we do this for lots of money. Oh, wait. Fun. Yeah, there's no money involved. Oh, no money involved at all. Gosh. We gotta change it. You know, I really wish we weren't in the Queen City. It feels like there's a little bit of extra flair that I wish wasn't there. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. Queen. Yeah. Well, Flair. What was like Rick Flair? What was the movie? Flair. Come on. What? Office Space. Jennifer. Oh Anderson. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Little side note there. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you're on Blog Talk Radio and you go, "Hey, what's this show that's live right now?" Go over to prepperbroadcasting.com you can join our interactive chat room and you can listen to us over there and it will be live there as well <clears throat> as I'm saying all this um, Kyle's across the table yawning that's nice are you bored already we just started the show no I mean no, it's, it's all good all good it's all good so Kyle how was your week big week for you yeah yeah uh, starting a new job on Monday a new job. New job. So, and at your new job, you'll be working how many hours a week? Oh, probably more than forty. More than forty. Yeah, that probably, probably around fifty. How can we? We need to somehow get paid for doing nothing. Well, when the robots take our jobs, there'll be a living wage, and then you'll just be paid to shop and exist. That's not true. And I, the robots. I, I sell robots, by the way. Yes, I know you do. That's why you're the man. Yeah, for. To put one robot into a plan, it takes about 300 people to develop it, engineers to make it. Yeah, and then eventually the machines will be making the machines, oh, repairing yeah. the machines, and then they'll be using us to harvest for, like, you know, I don't know, heat parts. Didn't so, they make a movie like that? Wait, it's Matrix? Yeah. So then why can't I go to a, get a bunch of robots, go to a temp agency, and hire my robots out? Oh, you and will then be. get the money. You will be whenever the, the technology gets there. Mm-hmm. I, I actually envision that. There will probably be people who buy up technology and robots, and then they'll go out there and use that as a workforce. No. And then they'll, eventually they'll have, like, robot rights, <laughs> and then they'll have, you know, Robot Lives Matters. <laughs> and then shows about robots. Yeah. 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 And the movies, like Wally. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Great. So, um... Hey guys, um, welcome to the Prepping Academy. Hey, we are um, are live tonight. Last week we had Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. Man, did I get yeah, a hard were. time from them. They, t- I mean, listen, <laughs> they they're still making fun of me because I screwed up their names, I screwed up their book, and I screwed up their podcast. But fear not, they did. They did. Impart some wisdom on me. So if you ever get shot, I will stick my underwear in your your wound. What? 
Yeah, they said that whatever you have on here, oh. socks, underwear, just take um, it in there to stop the bleeding. They were great. I love them. Like, even if I have an Israeli bandage, I'm, I'm going to stick. use underwear. Hey, um, just a side note. Tomorrow and Sunday, May 20, 20th and 21st, there is a SGK Emergency Prepper Expo in Greensboro, North Carolina. They got some wonderful speakers. SRG? S- no, I'm reading this. SGK. It is not. SRG is a different one. That is in Raleigh, oh. Charlotte, and Columbia. But this one is SGK. So look it up. That Oh, that's my guy from Columbia. That's why he thinks it's the SRG. Mm-hmm. He's from Columbia. Yeah, this is a different group. That makes sense. Again, they got the keynote speaker is at noon tomorrow, and he is absolutely a genius. He is speaking. I've already talked to him. He's speaking on survival groups. <laughs> Who could that be? That would be me. So anyway, come join us in Greensboro, North Carolina, at the Greensboro Coliseum, actually. You know, it's where the final four, you know, where they play some basketball games. And That's on the nice part of town, right? I have no idea. Yeah, I've, I've been to Greensboro. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, actually, some people in the chat room are saying, hey, we'll be working the CPN table. That's the Carolina Preppers Network table. Hey, everyone listening, go to carolinapreppersnetwork.com. we got a brand-new website. You can kind of see the cities that we're in and what's kind of going on. It's brand-new. Go check us out there. So, oh, let me talk about one of our sponsors because we got two really good sponsors that are just awesome. One's Retreat Realty mm-hmm. out of Black Mountain, North Carolina. His name is John. He is amazing. He can find you property. Like, he understands what a prepper is looking for. In the mountains, anywhere, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, wherever, up in the mountains, he knows what you're looking for. He knows how to be discreet. He can help you. It also kind of averts problems because, you know, a lot of realtors, you go out there and then you tell them you're looking for a prepper retreat. Yeah. You have to kill them because then they know what you're doing. Exactly. But John already has one, so... He has, and not, He's not coming to your house. Not only, not only that, he goes in and and knows how to ask the questions, and so the, the other realtor may never even see you. Yeah. So, but that's it. Retreatrealty.com. Retreatrealty.com. And he has a blog he does every about well, a couple times a, a week, and they're really good. So that's retreatrealty.com. So, Kyle, we come to this time every week. Every week, you seem to disappoint me. More and more. Well, we're we're even then. We're over oh, even. <laughs> so what is? Oh, by the way, top secret. My in-laws are in the other room, so we have to kind of watch ourselves. Oh. We we do this at my home office, so yeah. my in-laws are here. Yeah, that's not good. Anyway, they don't listen to podcasts. Well, I, anyway, yeah. So we come to this point where it's Kyle's conspiracy theory of the week. Kyle, you better have a good one this week because last week it was like make your up, make your own conspiracy theory, and it could be true. Dude, dude, I'm, I'm not even. You're not even gonna comment. Okay, what is no talking about diva <laughs> diva cups? Kyle likes to talk about them. But I'm not, no. We're going to talk about Kyle's conspiracy theory of the week. What is your conspiracy theory this week? I was going to talk about Edgar Casey. He was a American Christian mystic from late 1800s, early 1900s. Predicted a lot of the uh, kind of the downfall of American society and different, let's say, uh, geology events that would occur down the road. And one of the most prominent prophecies, and it was kind of out in the prepping world for a good while, was um, there was these maps that were supposed to be like secret maps that the Navy had developed that, you know, some some sort of catastrophe was going to happen. And most of the East Coast was going to end up underwater. Um, California was going to sink into the ocean. Still praying on that one. Uh, New York was going to get flooded. Florida okay. was going to get flooded. But a bunch of places. And then, like, the Great Lakes were just going to somehow magically dump into the center of the United States and literally just divide the United States in two. Through the Mississippi River, yeah. I would guess. Yeah. Of course, you said this earlier that you were going to talk about this Casey guy. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard of him. Yeah. And, and I, 
not a lot of people have. I don't listen to um, Alex Jones every day it's, either. It's not Alex. Alex Jones is terrible, hey, man. He, he's you're he, so he's calm tonight. Angry. What's wrong with you? I'm tired. But you know, it's uh, it's one of those things that you know a lot of people have had their eye on. But what's really interesting is that even prior to knowing about Edgar Casey. There have been a growing number of Americans who have been having dreams about something like that happening. And a lot of the dreams start off with there being very massive earthquakes. Mm-hmm. And particularly in around um, the New Madrid Fault mm-hmm. and obviously okay. out in California, the San Andreas Fault. So it, it's, it's interesting to me that all these people are having you know, correlating dreams of something along those lines. Well, I've seen a lot of maps. I didn't know that it originated with him of, you know, the Mississippi just um, overflowing like hundreds of miles both mm-hmm. ways. And in the coast, you know, if I mean, I've seen maps. Yeah. But maybe most of them were the dang liberals putting out, if all the ice caps melted in the, in the Arctic. I don't you know, know. I try and take things and, and look at stuff whenever I, I hear about dreams and visions and stuff like that and try to look at them from two different sides. You, you have to look at the physical realm and you have to look at the spiritual realm. And interestingly enough, if he was really getting information from God and he was a legit American Christian mystic, we'll, okay. we'll say, some of the stuff was a little far-fetched, but some of it did later on come true. He does have a decent track record. In biblical interpretation of some dreams, whenever you talk about flood and waters, and particularly whenever they talk about roaring waters and storms, they're actually referring to peoples and societal uproar. And I thought it was very interesting that it had the most densely populated areas really being emerged in a flood, essentially, even straight down through the center of the United States. Not saying that it's necessarily a, a physical thing, but wonder if it's something that happens in the country where there's a great divide. Mm. And, it, and it would happen kind of like that. You would have people on the East Coast and it'd be kind of segregated for people who were up in more rural areas. And you know, just, just just an interesting idea, I thought, to, to throw out there. Well, you know, you, you may... <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. You mentioned before the show that this guy would sleep on top of a book. Yeah, it was, it was said that he would be able to and then sleep he on a book could, and, and, he, and he could absorb all the knowledge. And what did I say? I don't remember. I Everyone went home. He turned the light on and read the dang book. Yeah, and when people uh, came back, yeah. he woke up mm-hmm. and they asked him, what was the book about? <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, interestingly enough, though, there are things that lean proof scientifically to people being able to absorb information in their sleep. Well, I just read a study not too long ago where it was something where you can actually, how did it work? If you hear something and then you go back and it's played back to you in your sleep. Oh, now I agree with that. That's how yeah. I trained my bird to do the Andy Griffith show. I used to have a cockatiel, cockatoo. Mm-hmm. And I would I recorded the Andy Griffith show on a cassette tape and did auto rewind and play. Mm-hmm. Dude, that bug was perfect, and it just repetitive. It could do it. That would. And now I know why you no longer have a bird. Yeah. Well, no, actually, my bird would fly. It, which one day it flew out, and I'm like, oh, there's no way I can get it. It's Forty feet in the tree. He flew back in, and he kept doing that, and it was amazing. My bird would go out for mm-hmm. a while and come back in. That's something I like to do, but my bird would probably eat your bird and, and yeah, like do probably. falconry. Oh, yeah, mine, mine was in the Air Force. We, I mean, everyone seemed to love my bird. Everybody mm-hmm. came by and let him out and played with him. But they like use falcon to like fetch, tear up someone's yeah. house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get him to come back on his own, so you'd oh. have to, I'd have to always leave my door cracked. <laughs> anyway, that's a pretty interesting guy, mm-hmm. I guess. I guess that would require some research because I've never heard of this guy, mm-hmm. so I really can't make fun of you at this point. Which is, I feel really awkward. Yeah, yeah. That I can't say anything. But laying on books, absorbing the knowledge, that's BS. I'll call BS on that. A couple of people in the chat room seem to like him. Um, mm-hmm. Said that they, the Navy actually has his maps in their office. So, anyway. 
That's an interesting. Thanks for your conspiracy theory. You know, one week we're going to switch this up, and I'm going to bring one. And everyone, you see how many people are in there right now? It's uh-huh. going to be like two. A two. And then they're going to get back on. Yeah. No, just My conspiracy theory is going to be about milk. <laughs> I don't know. Don't don't drink pasteurized milk. I don't know. Oh, almond milk, man. Chocolate almond milk. That is the bomb. Holy no. moly. Oh. No. Anyway. Okay, tonight's show, you came up with this topic, but I, I, I teach a class that has a lot of this information in there. Mm-hmm. But um, you you came up with the talk because we it's we sometimes struggle what we're going to talk about because we cover everything we're so knowledgeable. Okay, I am so knowledgeable. Oh, oh wait wait wait. Okay, neither one of us. We know we never have time to go over everything we know. It's it's so hard, yeah. and so we don't want to repeat things if we can help it. But tonight is um, securing your perimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. You, I'm going to let you kind of start out. Well, there's many different ways to do it. Um, But, um, again, in my spy class that I teach, one and two, I actually have several things that we're probably going to talk about in that. So how would you like to lead off tonight, Mr. Let's talk about securing. Well, one of the most important things is obviously we're talking about realty. Um, If you're in a position where you're looking at a bug out location, is being able to choose the proper layout. So if you can, you know, pick some place that you have somewhere where you can naturally funnel people, you have um, high cliffs, you know, sheer mountains, et cetera, et cetera. Those are nice things as long as you can actually get out of them because you don't want to be in a position where you're backed into a corner. So as you're well. saying the actual property itself, the property itself, is very can essential. be purchased with security in mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and then you also have to be very aware of your surroundings and we've talked about different maps we've used before that we talk about how close prisons are Mm -hmm. uh, medical facilities military bases nuclear reactors anything like that there's so many different threats that you can go over you really have to sit down and it's not just about preparing your house for a perhaps a criminal or something like that you want to it's also about exploring exploring the land around you too Mm -hmm. um i'm from a I lived in a town in the mountains, uh, County Mitchell County, and they did a lot of, like, um, they would drill a lot of uh, mines to see if they could, can, you know, get to the minerals they were looking for. And they would just abandon these holes in the ground. Some would go straight down. Some would go at an angle of, like, 45 degrees. And uh, I know on our property up there in the mountains, that property next to us had, like, six I mean, you could go back in one of them like 150 feet. It was a cave as big as a, a car could drive through. It's not on a map. But that could be a, a, a strategic location that you would need for security. One, someone else could find that and make a home. Or, or two, you might go and hide there. Mm-hmm. So knowing your surroundings, having a map, but also walking the area to know it as well. Hey, let's take a quick break. Has your data been hacked? Do you feel uneasy about the vulnerability of your personal information online? Were you involved in the Target, LinkedIn, or Microsoft data leaks? Don't know? If not, then pay attention. Join Forrest Garvin from PrepperNet for a free webinar on privacy and security. Gain insights into safe internet browsing, VPNs, crafting online aliases, Secure emails, detecting if your data has been hacked, and managing passwords. Secure your spot today for this webinar on privacy and security. It's free. This webinar delves into comprehensive strategies for bolstering your online privacy. We've got you covered. From fortifying your passwords to shielding your financial information and mastering state-of-the-art encryption techniques. We're offering two convenient dates to suit your schedule. Reserve your spot now at PrepperNet.com slash privacy. Don't let cyber threats erode your peace of mind any longer. Take the first step toward a safer, more secure online experience by joining us for our free webinar. Remember, knowledge is power when it comes to safeguarding your privacy. Sign up now at PrepperNet.com slash privacy. We'll see you there. I mean, it's it's one of the things I even did where I recommend a lot of times whenever we've had um, 
these meetings and that's using you know, Google Images. And they have nice tools on like Google Earth where you can actually go back through and take essentially like a roller and you can measure out. So I have from my maps, right. I have everything measured out from maybe a main house to what's 100 yards, what's 200 yards, 300 yards. And, and that's then, for target. I mean, that's just for your defenses. So, I mean, yeah. you know, we've talked about this before because I'm more of a gun guy, I would say, than, than you are. No, you're only a gun guy. No, no. No, no. no. Uh, I'm a gun guy, but you're only a gun guy. Who, who knows natural medicine? Well, who does gardening? I do gardening. Oh, salsa does not count. Well, it does. Salsa is very important in a real yeah, down, grid yeah. down situation. Anyways, so it's important to have, once you really have a place where you can establish yourself, if you can go through and have multiple guns, even if it's the same platform, but then already, you know, pre-zeroed to, you know, your different increments, mm-hmm. I find that to be a useful way. Oh, yeah. You know, not having to switch anything with your optics, read, you know, sight anything. Right. You know, so I think that's important to be able to do. Yep. Um, also knowing what your natural resources are, you know, what you can actually use to create barriers. You know, I've seen this really ingenious thing. I remember there was a, um, I remember there was a lot of flooding in the uh, the Midwest. It was maybe like St. Louis or someone like that, or a few years back. And this guy actually took out his tractor and basically plowed up dirt all around it and just built it up on the sides. Yes, he was the only flood, house. The yeah. Yes, he was the only house that did that, yes. and he was perfectly fine. Yes, and everyone was like, "Holy crap, that was genius!" Yeah, and everybody hated him. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. I'm yep. like, that's, but that's the sort of brilliance you kind of need in this right. environment. Yep. So I have a list of things that you can also use for defense or to secure your your homestead, your farm, your house, even if it's, you know, in a suburban neighborhood. But one would be a dog. This coming from the guy who said no dogs. Oh, yeah, I hate dogs. I don't hate dogs. I just have a devil dog. Your dog is magnificent. He, he likes you for some He's reason. He's massaging my feet Which makes right me now. question him even more that he likes you. But a dog that barks at people or things moving. Yeah. Now, on a retreat during a grid down and there's no power, no dogs. No dogs. Oh, see, I, I, disagree. I yeah, disagree. I know you disagree. A dog bark can cost you your retreat security. Yeah, a gunshot can cost them their life. Well, and if you have proper retreat, if you have proper retreat security, you don't have to worry about something like that. And you have a dog that's well trained. That's see, you're used to dogs that are household dogs. No, no dogs bark. All dogs yeah, bark. Dogs, they see dogs will bark. dogs will bark. But that's why there should be things set in place that they mm-hmm. don't get to that point. Okay, which is actually going to bring me. And I want to wait a little bit later on, and I'm just going to go ahead and jump in there. And a lot of people don't consider these things, but when you look at something where if you're in an urban area, you don't have as many resources. But if you're in a rural area, I always recommend people go back and look at how civilizations have been doing it for hundreds of years prior to what we have now. A fence. <laughs> Not necessarily just a fence, but you can do multiple barriers. If you mm-hmm. have heavy equipment, you can do trenches. You can do trenches with water. You can do a moat-type system. Um, one of my favorite... You laugh, but one of my no favorite... No one I've ever met has a moat around their house. I'm not saying they're going to have it right now, yeah, okay. but if they have the equipment to okay. do something, okay. they, can, they can move earth and make it beneficial. Okay. One of the best systems I've ever seen, and true to you know testament history, was what Julius Caesar came up with during the, the Battle of Alicia. Um, so prior to, you know him becoming roar and everything like that. Uh-huh. He basically devised a system during the battle with the uh, the Gauls where there was layers of basically um, fortifications that you wouldn't be able to go through here easily. So say, say your first area you would go through, there would be, you ever seen like those little Vietnamese traps where they yep. have spikes in there? Yep. There would be small ones like that for maybe like 300 yards. It was just like a minefield and stuff like that. And then the next one, there was Dude, what briars. Are you saying? I'm Did saying on your farm or I, your retreat. Yeah, I'm saying if you have that would the take people, you ten years to dig that many. No, 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 no. If you have, if you, if you're doing everything you need to be doing with community and everything like that, you don't have to do it around the entire thing. You do it around multiple sites. So if you don't have, you know, the optimum property, 
you still have some options that you can look in there. Look, look in back into history and see what people used to do to protect, you know, themselves. Well, I don't live back in history. So I can, there's a, I mean, none of my things has anything to do with building traps for people. That's why you're going to die. I mean, you you can't do that really in peacetime. No, you can't do it now. You can you, you could start preparing some things. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Like you could start preparing. Oh, by the way, I am waving the knife around, and you keep looking at me as I'm waving this knife around. <laughs> oh, are you this nervous? Just, no, it's a metal object. Hey, are you nervous? Because I, I don't know why I'm waving. I just have it in my hand, waving around, and you keep looking at me like I'm getting ready to stab you with it or something. Okay, I have dogs. Then the next one I have signs. Do not enter. I mean, that's a deterrent to some honest people. Yeah. Okay. Mm. You don't like that one? No. If, okay. I, if I see that, I'm honestly, I'm going to know that you're there. And then here's the other thing that I like about clearing a field and preparing traps and stuff like that. If I know that you're there, Okay, but I'm just telling you what you're saying is not practical. Let's say I have a home, a farm out in the middle of the mountains, yes. and there's nothing but trees around me. Yeah. If I'm out clearing fields, making fields, people are going to kill me. They're going to know I'm up there. So you have to do all that before the grid you, you get some things prepared. So it's like, all right, like say your window's in your house. Uh-huh. You can go today. You can run down the Home Depot or Lowe's, and you can go get plywood boards cut yes you're obviously not going to go down but you're not going to go and start chopping down trees in a grid down no you should already hear you no it's something that you can start doing today this is what preppers do it'd be like saying you're going to buy food later i think you're i think you're talking to one percent of preppers well that's the one percent that's going to live because here's here's one of my things okay i know i don't say i know 4,100 that are in the Carolina Preppers Network, uh-huh. but I've yet to te- hear anyone that has a retreat that they're doing enough work on it that they're preparing for things like you're telling them uh, to they do. Should right be. They should be. Whenever you look at the logistics... But you're talking to the 1%. I'm telling I, you. And that's the smart 1% that's listening. True, but why are we talking to 1% of our audience? Because I'm trying to get that 1% to grow to 3, to grow to 10, to grow to 20, yeah. and so on. And I so understand on. what you're saying. Because here's the concern. and, I, and I, You're I, always the extreme 100% prep. Well, here's, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If I were someone who was not a prepper, and I had myself a gun, a few other tools, and stuff like that, and I seen there's that nice little community over there, and they're not going to invite me in, and me and my maybe like two or three other little hooligans that I'm with decide, hey, I want what you have. Mm-hmm. Maybe I come up there and you say, well, turn around, forget we were here, or maybe you just shoot me in cold blood. I don't know what your option would be that you would do that with your bylaws and your rules of engagement. But here's what I would do. I would probably say, well, forget this place. Let's just burn it. Right. At a Molotov cocktail, unless you have, and let's be honest, most people are not going to have the equipment to put out a large fire, particularly a forest fire. Mm-hmm. So clearing areas around your farm and making it so that you have 500 yards of clear site all around you, yeah, you might be seen, yeah. but you're going to see everyone around you. I understand. I, I'm just I'm, – I'm, that is absolutely ridiculous. It now wins. you're saying that the prepper retreat, a, a, the perfect prepper retreat would have 500 yards – of cleared land around a house, and I'm saying I'm like I'm thinking of I, you know I'm I've consulted with 15 total 16 prepper retreats. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of them even own that much land. 500 yards isn't that much. Well, I mean, if you around the house, mm-hmm. where's the, I mean I mean I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm okay. Saying even afterwards. Okay, yeah. let's go to the next one. That I have. I have dog signs. I have, um, you know, alarms. There are different types of alarms. There's like tripwire alarms, right? There's cameras that can be an alarm. There's motion lights um, and, and trip lines. Like, you know, one of the things I teach is building a trip line out of a, a rat trap or a mouse trap and fishing line. And a electronic match and a battery. Mm-hmm. 
and they work awesome. You can stretch some things a hundred yards, and if someone walks and 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 trips that, you can send up a huge fireworks show. Everyone knows where they are. You know, you did. They're they're startled because they weren't expecting it. And that's something also you can do. It's pretty cool with the kids. You can you can make them and then take them when you go camping and just put them around your campsite. The problem is a little squirrel, a little you know deer or raccoon mm-hmm. comes through there. It's going to scare the crap out of you. It's going to scare the crap out of you. Yeah. Even when you're camping, because I've done that and it's gone off, and I'm like, what the heck? I get full bottle gear, man. I'm locked and loaded, going, what the heck was that? And we go search for it, and we can't find anything. Yeah. It's probably some rat going by or something. It's a leaf that has a stick wind behind it or something. Or something, but it scares. I mean, my adrenaline was pumping. It was crazy. Yeah. Because you, I mean, we, I mean, we were just camping. We're like, who is that? So, um, so how, how about cameras? Are you in, in like motion lights and trip lights? I like motion lights. I like solar motion lights. Mm-hmm. I'm not big on cameras. The only thing about solar motion lights, cause I have a friend, he has a, pl- you know, a barn, mm-hmm. and he has solar motion lights that come on if something trips it. But he can't even see it from his house. So what good is that? The guy's going to look around and go, gosh, there's not anyone even around for me to, it's going to help him see. <laughs> well, I would actually do it more so where I would try and set a perimeter uh-huh. and have the lights facing in towards and then having them overlap. So you're so talking like about one 360 light. around Yeah, so like one light would be going towards, the next one would be going a diagonal across, uh-huh. so the lights would overlap and get better coverage. Well, and then there's um, Dakota um, alarm systems, which are these devices you can put in the woods. You can You can discreetly put them on a tree. And it shoots a, a a infrared line about a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Actually, about I think it's a hundred yards. And if something breaks that, it will not make a noise, but it will transmit to a base station or a ham radio and let you know that that zone has been tripped. That's a pretty cool device. Um, I know that um, Scott Hunt and Southern Purple One both like that light that alarm as well. Um, because I've seen them not only talk about it in their um, on their YouTube channels, but they've also I've talked to them in person about that, and they they like them. Um, you know, simple things like you ever seen a full a pull string firecracker? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you put that in line and someone trips over it, that's going to scare the poop out of them. Yeah, and uh, I'm not, you might not be able to hear it, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. You ever seen the ones with like the mousetrap, the glow sticks, and stuff like that? Yeah, I'm what's not the mousetrap? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, what's the glow stick? Yeah. Well, I, the reason I went with the electronic match with it's just an, a double A battery. You can waterproof it pretty easy. Is that it can send fireworks like a Roman candle mm-hmm. off? Now you're gonna know where that's going because you'll be able to see that, so you know exactly where that alarm was set. But a glow stick. I can't see a glow stick, glow stick past 30 yards anyway. Get bad eyes. Yeah. That's comforting. Comforting. Yep. Well, goodness. We, uh, go, uh, line is another one. It's cheaper than Dakota. Oh, so Guardline. I have never looked up Guardline, but my, um, Columbia guy, a leader is telling me it's about, um, Guardline. So I'll look that up later. But so there are many, now I, some of these are EMP proof though. Mm-hmm. A mouse trap and a rat trap with a fishing line is EMP proof. Dakota, not so much. Uh, motion lights, not so much. Camera, no. And trip lines, no. Um, but the trip lines, yes. Yeah. So some of these aren't. So anyway, hey, um, you ready for a commercial break? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Hey, we're going to take a quick commercial break if our producer, G-Man, is ready, and we'll be back. I think we've got three spots. Got to pay the bills. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you in a minute. The Prepping Academy with Forrest and Kyle. We'll be right back. When disaster strikes and your GPS is useless, ancient navigation techniques will ensure your survival. New from Ulysses Press. Prepper's Survival Navigation. 
With this guide, you can easily travel through even the farthest, remotest places, utilizing tips from the United States Army and lifelong wilderness experts. You'll learn life-saving navigation techniques. This definitive guide to terrain navigation also teaches you essential survival skills like firecraft, water procurement, and shelter making. Prepper's survival navigation is essential to have on hand during any outdoor adventure, including the weekend family outing. On sale now. Find Prepper's survival navigation on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Prepper Broadcasting, or wherever fine books are sold. Hey, Joe Alton, MD of store.doomandbloom.net here. And I'm nurse practitioner Amy Alton, and we're here to get you medically prepared. A lot can happen in the uncertain future, natural disasters, epidemics, terror events, but we're here with medical kits and supplies that will help make you a medical asset in times of trouble. From first aid kits for the trail to complete family medical survival kits, we've got an entire line to help you deal with injuries and illnesses in any scenario. Compare our kits to others and you'll agree that only our kits are assembled to work best when help is not on the way. So get a quality kit from a doctor and nurse practitioner and not some mass-produced knockoff. Often imitated, never equaled. That's store.doomandbloom.net, store.doomandbloom.net. And hey, get the essential guide for when medical help is not on the way, the Survival Medicine Handbook, 3rd Edition. Find it and the all-you-need-to-know Zika Virus Handbook on Amazon.com. Hi, this is Ron Paul. I am a former congressman, physician, and presidential candidate. The world is in turmoil. Things like Ebola, earthquakes, wars, and famines are commonplace. As Americans, we are largely sheltered from these events. However, in parts of the world, just having enough food is a huge problem. For some of us, there is the nagging thought that we may not always have it so good. So we keep some food on hand just in case. My family and I have found a product that helps us do this better. It's a home freeze dryer from Harvest Right. With it, we eat healthier and store a little more food. We freeze-dry everything we love to eat, and it lasts up to 25 years. Who knows what the future will bring? One thing's certain, my family and I will always have food on the table. To learn more, go to HarvestRight.com or call 800-923-9591. That's HarvestRight.com or 800-923-9591. Back to the show, The Prepping Academy with Forrest and Kyle. Hey guys, welcome back. Again, this is the Prepping Academy. I'm Forrest. We got Kyle across the table. You can, you can visit our website at preppingacademy.com. Prepping, prepping, I-N-G. Prepper? No, prepping. Huh. Prepping Academy, because that's what we're doing. We're preppingacademy.com. See, that time it sounded like you said preppy. Preppy. Oh, preppy. <laughs> we, we wear button downs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Penny loafers. Mm, oh no, I won't be caught dead in pain loafers. Oh my word. Nope. So um yeah, go visit us at preppingacademy.com. You can also download um when you when you download you need to subscribe and then you need to rate give us a five star rating on Apple iTunes. Well, that works. That I mean that's that's it. We will pay every single person who does that a dollar. In what Zimbabwe money? Ooh, I can pay him a million dollars in Zimbabwe money. I thought those were like billion or trillion dollar bills. I think maybe it is a billion dollar bill. No. Yeah. Okay, a billion dollar bill. Okay. Okay, tonight we are talking about protecting your retreat, your house, what kind of devices you can use to alert you. Because they're different. Some devices can alert you, but some can also you know, scare off or let the intruder know that mm-hmm. something has caught them. Okay. Like an emotion light. Yeah. They'll go, they go, oh, they have something here. It caught me. I might not get caught. I mean, it might not know that I'm here, but they have some things installed. So one of the things that I looked up earlier this week and you just talked about, which yep. is pretty interesting. Tell us about that. So companies like Pathfinder, they have a perimeter security system. Mm-hmm. Basically, these are unattended ground mapping sensors that they'll pick up vibrations from people walking, and they'll actually alert your smartphone. So assuming there's no EMP, you have a really sweet perimeter system that you can go and you plant these out every so many feet. Someone starts strolling through your front yard, you can sit there and live watch them as they're they're strolling on up, you know, exactly where they're at. So I guess it takes ground vibrations. Uh Uh-huh. And when it senses 
someone's walking, it uh, it has a, a a system or a Wi-Fi system or something that can send you an alert saying, "Hey, someone is on your grounds." Yeah. Okay. Do you know? I don't know the cost. I couldn't find any cost on these things. Do you know the cost? I do not. There's a couple places that have tried to carry them, and I, I don't know if they keep getting them in. They sell mm-hmm. out or, or what? But they they have not. I know the cost. I know the military uses them, and like the border control, a lot of nuclear plants, a, a lot of places use these. But my concern is, you know. That is, I mean, if you could set that perimeter around your entire place, though, man, what's that worth in a grid down? That's worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you this. You have the app. Does the app tell you which one went off? I would think it would. I would assume it would. Yeah, from the pictures they show in demonstration, it looks like it shows you. So you can know exactly off. where someone's walking on your property. So let's say you have a retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say it's near Asheville, North Carolina, and you live in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. That thing could still alert you that someone's on your property. Yeah. Um, you can call a neighbor then, or you can get, you know, I like the solar powered cameras they have. They can then also connect it to a cell tower. You could mount it up in a tree or on a pole, mm-hmm. and you could whip that thing around and actually see who's walking on your land. Or, if or, you're really wealthy, you could get the uh, the UAV drone. It has the the dart gun on it, the the tranquilizer dart, and chase them around through your woods, and that would be more fun. That would that would be funner. (laughs) I think we should develop that into a sport. Well, they have a sport racing drones, but not really chasing people. Yeah, using drones to chase people. I think there's going to be a movie out that does that. No, I I don't care about the movie. I care about the, the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've seen the bicycle commercial or the Mountain Dew yeah, where they yeah. chase drones. Yeah. But um that would be pretty cool. Okay, um so that that is cool. I mean the the price on that it concerns me. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm telling you now, if I had a retreat and I was not up there and I wanted to protect things in my house, I if that system's ten, fifteen grand, that's still it would may that would be worth it. Yeah. So let's talk about a few other things, that, okay. you know, not just your surrounding perimeter, but even your immediate perimeter with your home. One of the cheapest things that I've bought and I absolutely love and I will fully intend to use whenever the crap hits the fan. It's good for building new structures. It's good for fortifying structures. And, you know, depending on what you throw in there, it's even good for sleeping on. It's sandbags. Very simple, very cost effective. Mm-hmm. Make earth domes. They're... We'll say bullet resistant, depending on what you cover them with. You go back and cover them with concrete, uh, chicken wire, stuff like that to really reinforce them. And, you know, even sit there and build temporary places. Or, well, they're not going to be too temporary once you fill right. them up. But you know right. what I'm saying, you know. For So would you suggest that um, people already have the sandbags filled? No. 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 So, I mean, you can go on Amazon today, and I, I forget what the price is right now. I've seen some for 35 cents. A bag. Yeah, a few hundred bucks, and you can buy, like, literally a thousand bags. Right. I mean, you can build a, a decent-sized structure. Right. You can build a wall. Right. You can do whatever you need to do with them. Um, the, there's uh, there's a lot of things out there that you just need to learn to be innovative with. Like, say, if you were to take – what are those big trash bags? The ones that they come and they'll haul stuff for you? They're fiberglass oh, reinforced bags? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Take some of those, for example. They're not exactly sandbags, but you take those and you start filling them up with gravel and sand. Mm-hmm. You have yourself a really nice barrier. Right. Right. You know, and you don't have to sit there and build anything up, take logs, try and build stuff. So if you were to even start stockpiling stuff like that and figure out how you can use that to build. Right. Mm-hmm. So, again, what you're saying is, you know, I'm I'm coming from it from the idea of, you can have the stuff in a box and then implement it when the crap hits the fan. Mm-hmm. You're coming from the, the the side, hey, if you got the property or you know where you're going to be, go ahead and start doing the work, some of the work yeah, do, now. Do some of it. Keep mm-hmm. it away. Still have some of the stuff in the box. But right. if you can start getting some supplies there, mm-hmm. start loading up supplies, keeping them in some containers or something like that. And just... But we both would agree that it, either, the plan needs to be done now. Yeah. Yeah. You need to have that plan to be able to secure your area 
way before this happens because you know what we're we're preppers we prepare we should have that already done yeah i think we're a week. even let's bring that to your home today mhm i mean you live in a neighborhood i live in a neighborhood there's still things today we can do mhm and i got simple things like i have a fence in my backyard i have motion lights and i also keep um my backlight port light um porch light on mm-hmm. so people they just i mean you wouldn't feel comfortable walking up some of the Big old bright light in your face. So, I mean, you kind of, and I do that today. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of welcome nighttime visitors in my house. That sounds a little weird. (laughs) They're going to meet my little friend. That sounds even weirder. (laughs) I apologize, everybody. (laughs) It's my, it's called Mr. 19. No. My God, night, no? No. No. Dude. It's all good. You're, you 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 went too far. Went too far. You went too far down that one. Okay. How about bait cameras all over your property? It has a little light, you know, that little battery, no, like mean, that. I I I could care less about stuff like that. And people doing signs. Well, people don't know like, that it's fake, do they? But if something's happening, what do they really care? Yeah. They're like, oh, he's going to see me as I'm approaching. Like I smash his camera or put spray paint on it or something like that. You know, that, that stuff. Mm. I think that's the biggest deal. Okay, how about um, night vision and thermal? We always go to night. thermal. Thermal is. I always go thermal. It is amazing. Yeah. If you have an open field, night vision works great. But yeah. if if you have, you know, wooded or brush areas, because you can see. But that's even thermal works during the day. I didn't know this, but I looked at some flare. Yeah. So if they're in the bushes, even during the day, mm-hmm. you can spot them in the bushes during yep. the day. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I was thinking thermal was at night, but nope. they showed a demo with these, you know, some uh, a gentleman hiding in the woods mm-hmm. in broad daylight. And if you look up, sometimes you can see the UFOs. I just had to throw that in there. Oh my gosh! Did yeah. you go there, really? I did. Your facial expression was great. Yeah, I'm like, really? Um, oh, you did bring up drones. Yeah, I, I think that's a total waste of money. No, Do you don't really? Buy, yeah, don't buy a drone. God. Yeah, you're going to invest a $1,500, grand in a drone that can fly such a limited perimeter. And people, they know there's a drone. They can hear. I mean, you, yeah. you when you take a drone, if you're within a mile of a drone, in in an area where there's no noise, you I think you'll be able to hear that. Don't you think so? Mm-hmm. But man, drones would be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, if you get like a horde of them, maybe like a thousand, and they chase people. And they have guns mounted to them. Yeah. Or lasers. There's no lasers that are that strong. We, well, we can create them. Or maybe a railgun system. We could build one of those. Build railguns. <laughs> that is. I, I think we're we're weak. Probably differ the most, and this is probably where okay. a lot of people find themselves confused is, you know, do you hide or do you present yourself as something fortified and difficult for people to deal with? Basically being as intimidating as heck. And me, I prefer the intimidation factor versus hiding. intimidation, yes. Because whenever you hide, yeah, you can have somewhat of a perimeter, but essentially once they're on you, they're on you. Uh-huh. And you don't have as much between... Did you just really take it? No. Oh, man. You don't have as much between you and an intruder. Whereas mm-hmm. if you do have a clearing and you put yourself out there, it's just, there you are. Come at me, bro. Right. You know? What, what do you got? Let's what do what you got. got because as soon as you start walking up there, that's like D-Day right there. Mm-hmm. So what are some things, let's see if I got everything. What are some things that people in their current house... Or living in a city, or in a, or a lot of population, they can do to be safe now. Well, I know we typically we talk about doing the, um, the bolts in the door, the, uh, okay. the longer screws, yes. and taking out your hinges, putting in three and a half inch anchoring screws, things uh-huh. like that. Um, making sure you actually have a decent lock on your door. If it costs under hundred bucks, chances are we can get into it in two minutes or less with a bump key. Or a lockpick right. set. So, I mean, stuff like that, you have to really make sure you're, you're investing your money wisely. Um, 
One of my biggest things is I hate seeing people outside with their homes and putting out all these nice little bricks and stones and stuff like that because if something happens, even today, I don't need something to break into your house or if I want to vandalize your home. I just walk outside and grab a brick off your front yard and throw it through your window. Dude, I've never even thought about that in my life. No, Why exactly. would you think that? Because I'm very analytical. So when you see people put bricks down, you think, wow, I could take that and break their window with it? I'm thinking if I were a criminal and I wanted to get in someone's home or if I, if I was in a period of social unrest and I was a precious little snowflake that just wanted your food <laughs> and there was 50 of me and my fellow snowflakes, how would we get into your house? Well, they're pretty stupid, but right. I'm sure they would okay. grab the closest object that was blunt and try to They would probably knock on the front door, yeah. <laughs> They're pretty stupid. I mean, they probably they probably would at first, uh-huh. and then they'd sit around and they'd grunt and they chant and then they'd start chant, you know, doing get something. Pitch, pitchforks. Yeah. Okay, but okay. So, security lights would be good. Yeah, security lights. Secure your doors. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I read a while back that I, I do this is you always when you're pulling up to your house, um, you want to take your seatbelt off before you get to your house. So if you're in an accident, you can fly through your window? No, I'm talking just a few Well, I never have to worry about that because I never wear a seatbelt. Dude, you're going to get a lot of flack on that. I hope people... (laughs) I hope people... That is just wrong. You need to wear it. How is that wrong? Well, when you don't... First of all, it's against the law. What? And the Bible says you obey the laws of the land. Mm. Second of all, that tells your wife directly you don't love her. Boom. I usually drive around with no seatbelt on. Dude, you gotta wear your seatbelt. No, no. You've got to wear your seatbelt. No. Okay. So, the Bible also says that we says, war against principalities and powers. No, no. You said to obey the laws of your land. So, um, unless they're against God's. Um, yes, and you know what they are, and you know why? <laughs> because they are a blended fabric. A bl- Let's go Levitical on you. They're a blended fabric. Whatever. Thou shalt not wear blended fabric. Whatever. In your face. <laughs> Um, so, you know, a good video to watch, you know, as well as, um, in a good book is, uh, Southern Prepper One has a book on securing your retreat. And he talks about securing your, your retreat many, in many facets. That's mostly a retreat, but there's so much information on how to protect your house. You know, another good one is a lot of people don't know this, but if you have a wood home, if something were to happen, Particularly if you have exposed wood, if you pre-char your wood, it actually makes it uh, hard to burn. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know about stuff like that. But like I have tools at the house where I can pre-char wood just for that sheer purpose that if, you know, someone were to throw a Molotov cocktail, it's less likely to to catch. Mm. And it doesn't take that much time to do that. It also makes it more resistant to mildew and water damage. burn your house so it won't burn down. You don't burn it, burn it. You know what I mean. You char the outside. It only takes a couple of seconds. <laughs> you burn your house so it won't burn down. Yeah. Um, so we've also talked about psychologically things that you can do um, to kind of secure your perimeter. Like one of the things I recommend is everyone download a, an image of the um, the FEMA cross that they put up in case of an emergency. Oh, so you know the numbers? Well, so you know what they mean, but then, you know, you go out get yourself a nice little can of orange paint. Mm-hmm. Paint and, your uh, house. Paint your own house. Lock your doors. Close your windows. I was wondering, is there a symbol for like Ebola, like a con- contaminated house? Um, I think there are things that you can put in there. I don't think there's one specifically for Ebola. Right. But it, I mean, if that would obviously, be good to know, though. Obviously, if there's economic collapse and uh-huh. social unrest, and then you go through and you paint Ebola, someone's gonna be like, ah, something ain't right here. Well, if it was a famous sign with like an Ebola. Or like a hazmat area mm-hmm. to stay away. That would be kind of interesting. That way people wouldn't. I don't know. That was. Um, that would be. That would be interesting. Basically, the way it works is the the top section has time and date, and that a team went in. So you have time, date. To the right hand side, you have no entry, exit, food, water, hazards present. On the bottom, you have a number of live or dead victims found in the structure. And then on the left, you have the organization that went in. Live and dead? Yeah. Put all dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you can. 
Um, you can just put dead on arrival or, you know, live bodies or something like that. And then, you know, to the left-hand side, you would put, you know, CDC or FEMA or, you know, DHS or you know, whatever, something like that. So, um, you know, and signs, signs work, though. Have you seen the signs that people go, hey, if you cross this line, you will be shot? I mean, a lot that scares people. I mean, I've seen signs like that. I know in Doomsday Preppers, they had one that said, hey, if you cross if you cross this line, you're putting your life in danger or something like that. And mm-hmm. that would scare the crap out of me if I'm a snowflake just walking looking for food. Or just fire warning shots. That's what um, the vice president said. You remember that? Someone knocked, you know. Yeah, yeah, good old Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe Mama. So um, that's some good information. I mean, so... This whole show is there. There are ways that you can secure your perimeter, and I think Kyle talks about a lot that you do beforehand. And I was talking about a lot that you can actually. You still have to prepare. Mm-hmm. Even what I was, um, my suggestions or what I, I talked about, you have to have the equipment or buy the things pre in you know, beforehand. Yeah, I think the biggest thing people need to do is take a day off. You know, you're not working. Look at your home. Dude, everyone should love us for that. Yeah. I mean, that should, our yeah. rating should go through the roof. Yeah. Take a day off. Yeah, look at your home and write down the scenarios that you're worried about and objectively say, all right, I'm no longer the person living in this home. I'm the person trying to break into this home to get what they, what right. they have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in my spy class, I teach people on how, how to break in a garage door in less than 10 seconds. Yeah, I, I had to sit there and watch that. That was, that was right before you did the, the duct tape too, right? Yeah. yeah. You have to bring out the duct tape? Yeah. How's your arm hair going back in? Man, it's... <laughs> well, the handcuffs. They handcuffed me at work and told me to get out of it. No, you shouldn't forget your safe word. My safe word. Dude, that killed me. It, that hurt me. And it took me longer than I thought because I had I dropped my handcuff key, my um, pick twice. Yeah, and someone mentioned here, you know, um, head on a dead body in the oh, hang, dead like, body in the yard next to a sign that says he crossed the line. You know, truth be told, something like that. I actually thought about going to the Halloween store sometime mm-hmm. and just buying some props. And mm-hmm. just if something does happen, just let that fake blood roll out and throw a hand somewhere and smoke. You know, things. in the book, um, one second after, um, they actually hang a guy from the bridge. So people yeah. would stop coming up towards Montreat. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, stuff like that happens, you know. But I, I, you know, if my neighbor got ran over, I might throw him, you know, over the. Dude, that's what? sick. What? What? Are yeah. you saying if someone else killed him? Yeah, or no, no, yeah, I'm not saying if I did it. God, you're not into this. dispatching people, are no, you? No. Okay. Armageddon is a safe word. Very good. Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and so that is, I mean, wow. I, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> that kind of, that's kind of sickening. Well, not your neighbor. But, I mean, but that is true. I mean, it would scare me if I'm walking yeah. and all of a sudden I see something like that. That would frighten me. Yeah. So, um, but, um, so the, the, the whole idea is you got to plan. If you don't plan, if what is it? If you don't plan to succeed, you plan to fail. What? It's a business statement. Right. It's corporate. Come on. You're always planning. You're either planning to succeed or fail. So, anyway. Hey, let's talk about another one of our um, sponsors. Survival 401k. Survival 401k. Mm-hmm. That's Ross. He's going to be at Prepper Camp. Are you going to go to Prepper Camp? Yeah. Oh, where's my wife? I mentioned Prepper Camp. Anyway, he he's there every year. What he can do, guys, for you is take your 401k or your IRA and um, kind of change it a little bit so you can actually buy prepping supplies. And there's no tax on it at all. He's at survival401k.com. Just wanted to throw that in there. His name is Ross. Good friend. I got many people, friends of mine, uh, like three right now, <laughs> that are working with him, I believe, to do to do something, either they have called or they're working with them now. Um, any comments from our chat room that are worthwhile to say? One minute. How's he telling us one minute on there? And I'm not getting that on Skype. 
G-Man, what is going on? So we have one minute left. Hey, guys. Tomorrow I'll be in Greensboro at 12 noon at the SGK Emergency Prepping uh, Prepper Expo. Um, the Greensboro Coliseum, I'll be speaking on survival groups. Um, I also got um, my friends Rick and Jane are going to be um, Skyping in. I think that's all the speakers I know of this particular one. Um, next week, what's our subject on, you know? No, we won't. We can just audit it. Yeah, okay. But, guys, hey, go to preppingacademy.com. Um, it has, you know, our iTunes and our Stitcher links there. You can um, sign up for our podcast. Um, go to Apple and give us a good rating. we got to have some fives. The more rating fives we have, the better we will show up on the search engine. Or, or buy buy into that Chinese click farm and, you know, oh, put yeah, us we on can there. Do that. Yeah. So, guys, we will be here next week. We hope you guys have a good week. We hope this was informational. I know it was kind of low-key, my animals in the other room. Anyway, low-key, talking about some, some pretty serious things, though. Mm-hmm. So we hope you enjoy it. We'll see you guys next week on the Prepping Academy. Forrest and Kyle, live on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Prepper Broadcast Network at PrepperBroadcasting.com. We'll catch you next time on the Prepping Academy. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com.